Records being set in Dallas and Chicago, but probably not ones you want to set. Welcome back into the opinionated sound room of ISM. I'm Dave, and I'm joined by my fantasy opponent brother, Josh. And this is Irreverent Sports Meandering, a podcast where two brothers from two states away try to bond by arguing sports. If you want to know the moment our How to Live Cynically in a Sports World podcast drops, hit the subscribe button. And if you want to join in the irreverence, you can email us at daveandjosh at ismpodcast.com. Remember, we are not professionals. So if you don't like our opinions, I don't really care. We have a great show for you tonight. We are going to build our Mount Rushmore of Mount of wide receivers, go over our feelings on each game. But first, is Aaron Rodgers back? Are the Packers back? Today is November 16th, 2022. Let's get irreverent. All right, Josh, let's get into some football talk today. This was a fun weekend. Um, I actually got to go to the Bears game. Um, and it was like literally the coldest game I've ever been to. Like, um, my friend, my friend Tim was was freezing to death next to me. <laughs> like, we didn't even wait for the last like drive. Like, we watched like fields at the very end, but we didn't like wait for the other team to kneel. We're just like, we're out of here. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're not prepared. Obviously. Well, we thought we were like we walked out of the hotel and we're like, oh, it's kind of well, this isn't bad. I love this weather. Sun's out, you know, guns out, you know, stuff like that. So we go to the game and and uh, um, we get out there and it's about like, you know, right before kickoff. And we're like, oh, this feels really nice. We're like in the front row in the 300s. It was really, really great seats. And then all of a sudden the sun went behind the clouds. <laughs> <laughs> and it was only seen maybe two other times for very small amounts of time. And it was very cold. The wind was blowing. Like, um, Tim had his hands, like, in this, like, blanket thing. I would brought gloves, so that was cool. But my shoot, my feet were freezing in my shoes. But it, it, it was wild. We got to see that incredible Justin Fields run, which is so electric. Um, and good news, I won my fantasy game. Thank you. God, I know. Good Lord. My team is too good to be losing. Now you, anyway, have, four, now you have four wins, right? I do. I'm four and six. I'm four and six. If I win this week, I'm probably I'm probably the seventh, the seventh seed. That would, Whatever. So, that would put me in the playoffs for the first time in the, the seventh seed. No, it would not. The seventh or maybe sixth seed then. The 60 is what you meant, I think. Yeah, it would put me in the 60 <laughs> because my points are so high. Yeah. Anyone who's tied with me would be, they'd go behind me. All right, Josh. Well, let's get into our news and thoughts on that news. Um, <laughs> first up, uh, the Packers uh, came back from a 14-point deficit to beat the Cowboys. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was dropping. Like, I don't like Aaron Rodgers at all. But I've got to give him respect. He was dropping dimes, man. He was throwing passes that were dropping in the wide receivers, like, basket. Like, it was amazing. Um, are the Packers back? Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose so. I mean, I don't I don't know why they left. I, 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 I've been sitting here this whole time saying that Aaron Rodgers is not done. You know, I have not been at all saying that his career is over and the Packers <laughs> are terrible. So 
my question is, is this just a revenge game because of Mike McCarthy being the former Packers head coach just Could about be. what three years ago he left. Um, uh, I really was hoping that McCarthy would beat him as kind of like a, you know, I don't yeah, know. I, I, know. Just hate, big, I just hate big, Rodgers. I just hope everyone beats him. But like, like <laughs> no, especially you don't him have because to have a reason, Josh, you don't have to have a reason. Because there's like a personal thing there, and then you'd have to be like, oh, my old coach beat me. Oh, I'm not great, but now he won, and it's yeah. I know, I know. Now he's all cocky again. I heard, I heard he may have even cried after the game. He cried. Yeah, no. I I heard a rumor. I don't know if it's true. If you're listening, don't count that as truth but i think he may have cried because he was so excited and happy about the win i don't know i could be wrong um some other uh news uh both the cowboys and the bears set records uh like i said earlier that i don't think teams want to have uh the, the cowboys um for the first time ever in their team's history all right and this is a, a long lengthy history of the dallas cowboys for the first time ever they lost a game that they were leading by 14 points in the fourth quarter. So that sucks. And then the Bears, for the third game in a row, scored 29-plus points and lost all three. And that is an NFL record. Mm. The Bears are amazing. We set NFL records every week now. Like, <laughs> Justin just Fields awesome. runs for 178. Then we lose three games in a row, scoring 29-plus points. Boy, the Bears. They're, al- they're always exceeding your expectations. Aren't they? All right. And then finally, the last little news thing that I kind of want to touch base with is um, we were bagging on the Colts. We were bagging on Jeff Saturday. They won. Yeah. And I honestly didn't hate his little speech at the end, you know, his not speech, but his uh, uh, press conference after the game. I think uh, I actually kind of liked how he was just like, you know, I just empowered the people that needed to do their jobs and they did their jobs. I did my job. We we were successful, you know, and I thought that was actually pretty like, you know, I don't know. It would have been looked at a little bit worse, but I think he's kind of leaning into the fact that he's like new at this a little bit and he's like trusting other people to do their jobs so that they can have success. Um, so I kind of liked it. What do you think? I was actually rooting. I was hoping that they lose. Like, I hate the <laughs> So. And I hate Jim Mercer, so yeah. I was actually hoping they lost, and so that I could be vindicated with how I felt about Jeff Saturday hiring. <laughs> but, yeah, right. But Saturday is such a good guy. It's like he really is. To, he really it's is. Really such hard a, to hate him. Yeah, like for sure. Although I hate Peyton Manning, and supposedly a lot of people like him. So, but I feel like Peyton Manning is like one of those people that's like not really like a good guy in real life. You know, like. Like a really good guy, like Jeff Saturday, you know. Yeah, Jeff like Saturday. Saturday like solid. everybody, everybody yes. is like, I have nothing bad to say about that guy. Period. Yeah, I Jeff feel Saturday's like a stud. I feel like Peyton Maddie, and I don't hear people saying stuff like that. You know. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying he's a terrible there's guy. A little controversy in Peyton Manning's past too, but well, I don't know. Like, supposedly, uh, during uh, like uh, there oh, was. Don't don't bring no. This is this is not an MA episode. Let's not. No, we're not bringing that up. Nope. No sexual harassment, sexual assault. That's like college putting it mildly. Yeah, I know it is. I know it is. I know it is. Um, But yeah, so. eh. So, yeah, Jeff Saturday, good individual. 
Um, maybe maybe I should start rooting for him. I just don't like the Colts, and I don't like Jim Irsay, and I don't like this. I don't like this decision to just hire whoever you want to be the coach, like without following I, the Rooney rule. I think it's really important, but yeah, it is what it is. So those are our news and our thoughts on the news. Um, Josh, I'm excited. We're going to go ahead and put together our Mount Rushmore's of greatest wide receivers, which is different than the, who are the greatest wide receivers of all time. Our Mount Rushmore has a lot of different attributes to it, such as talent, um, such as, uh, impact on the game, such as, uh, individual, uh, um, who or they could, are. Or it could just be the top four wide receivers in ever played. That could be no, it too. I, I, it won't be that. It won't be that. I, I, I will promise you that my list is not the four greatest wide receivers in history. So, well, Josh, um, I'll just start us off. I think that every or any Mount Rushmore um, of wide receivers and maybe even NFL players should have Jerry Rice on it. Yeah, I left him off mine because I figured you were going to go straight there. And yeah. with 197 touchdowns, receiving touchdowns, 212 all, overall, I think, um, he is far and away the best that's ever been. And it's not even close. I think the next best, closest guy in touchdowns is like 153. And I think that's Randy Moss. Um, he's retired now, so he's never going to catch him. Exactly. And it's, it's so far away. It's like. I'll just let you have that one, and then we'll we'll move on and talk about other people. Yeah, uh, Jerry Rice, he had over 1,500 receptions, 23,000 yards. So, yes, obviously he is the greatest wide receiver, hands down. You know how Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time? Jerry Rice is the greatest wide receiver of all time, hands down. Um, and he's, o- he's the only wide receiver in history to play for 20 years. Do you know that? Only wide receiver in history to play for 20 years. Um, And when he retired, he had 38 receiving records. Um, And he was a stud individual, man. Like, he was just a good guy, too. Like, uh, so I put him, number one, he's my George Washington on my Mount Rushmore. So I'm going to go with a guy who played across the field for him for a couple years, um, or for a little while, uh, Terrell Owens, actually. Now... I know they everyone likes to dog on him, but it has it has come out after he retired that that was more of a like him being a bad teammate. All this stuff is really like the media making that up. Like lots of his teammates have come out and been like, "No, he was awesome." He's now he was very outspoken, and so it was very easy to believe that because he was very flamboyant, very um, you know not not your typical football player. You he know, didn't even show up to his Hall of Fame ceremony. This is all true. Um, but we do have to talk about his absolute greatness, though, on the field. He was the Fair. TD leader three three years of receiving <clears throat> TDs. Six-time Pro Bowler, Pro, Pro Bowler, 2000s All-Decade team. He, he was one of the, the, these first, I don't know about first, but definitely the most successful flamboyant wide receiver that we had in the NFL. As far as I remember, all the other guys were like much more gritty, much more, you know, like, like kind of quiet cowboy kind of football players. Like the, the, he was like the, no, I'm going to be myself and you you can't say anything about it because I'm amazing. And, and so I feel like that helped pave the way for other guys to be themselves too and be successful. 
Sometimes. I would say I would say Michael Irvin maybe did it a little bit earlier. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. But he was. But I, I mean, totally agree with you. As good as Michael Irvin was, he was nothing compared to Terrell Owens. Like he was totally wow. different levels. Terrell Owens way better than Michael Irvin. Like not even close. Wow. Okay. I, I have not looked like, at stats. So um, like, so there's just like just Jerry Rice, right? Like this, like let's like like let's you know let's qualify things a little bit. Like there's Jerry Rice, right? So he's like he's Number up there one. at the top of the pyramid. Right. Then there's like the ultimate great wide receivers elite, right? Ultimate great. That's Terrell Owens, Randy Moss, um, you know, Fitzgerald, these guys. Michael Urban's not on the level with those guys. Really? At least I, at least I don't think so. Have you compared stats? Have you compared stuff? Or are you just kind of... I'm kind of like going feelings? off like what I watched, you know? Yeah, okay. That's fair. So, and yes, feelings. I'm sure statistically it probably wouldn't make a lot of sense. I just feel like the way I watch them. Anyway... Why don't, you go ahead and, why don't you go ahead and give us your next one? Okay. Um, well, my second one is Chris Carter. Um, and I know that you have him on yours as well. And and, and as he should be, um, you know, his, uh, I have him on here because of his tenacity and strength um, in so many areas that, I mean, from going from a, a wide receiver who's drafted, um, I think in the fourth round by the Eagles, and struggles with addiction, with alcohol and drugs. Like I'm talking cocaine. Um, I'm talking ecstasy. Um, l- loses his job with the Eagles. Signs with the Vikings, and then takes on mentors and fights and gets over all his addiction stuff and becomes the Hall of Fame amazing wide receiver that he ended up being. Um, you got to put him on your, you got to put him on your Mount Rushmore. You know what I mean? He overcame so much and not only did he overcome and play in the NFL, but he overcame, played in the NFL and succeeded highly in the NFL to the point of being a hall of famer. Um, he was drafted in the fourth round, like I said, by buddy Ryan, one of our guys, 85 bears. Um, and he's the one who actually coined the term for Chris Carter. All he does is catch touchdowns. If you remember uh, um, uh, Chris Berman on uh, uh, primetime, prime time? yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Chris Carter, that actually has some statistics to back that up, too. Like, totally. um, So Larry Fitzgerald, who I would say is one of the better wide receivers of the kind of the generation after Chris Carter. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe it's another generation even after that. But um, he had about 1,400 uh, – receptions and about a hundred and uh, 21 touchdowns. I think Chris Carter had so 400 less receptions, but had nine more touchdowns than him. So, yeah, I mean, I mean he was, he was amazing in yeah. the red zone. In yeah. fact, buddy Ryan even said that like, he only wants to use him in the red zone. He had nine touchdowns um, his uh, first two seasons uh, with the Eagles, which again, he wasn't playing full time. So that was pretty amazing. Um, he also won the Walter Payton Award. Um, and uh, so he went from addiction, getting cut, to making the Hall of Fame, being the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, uh, Man of the Year one year. So that's pretty exciting stuff. Chris Carter, number two on my Mount Rushmore. And just to hop back a little bit, um, Michael Irvin, I mean, he only had 65 touchdowns in his career. I feel like all the guys on our list wow. have like 100 and 
Really? Gobs and gobs and gobs of touchdowns. Yeah. You got to think also he was dealing, he had Emmett Smith. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Jay Novacek. Yeah. I mean, there was so much talent around him. Yeah, but I mean, still, like, you know, normally, I just, I don't know, 750 receptions. He, like I said, like, I think he's just at that, he's awesome. He, he's like a wide receiver that everyone on earth would have loved to have for his entire career. I just, he's like one, that one tier down. That's all I'm trying to say. Anyway. And maybe he didn't have the longevity in his career either. Maybe he didn't have the many, many years. I don't remember. Um, I mean, he played, it uh, looks to be 11 years, um, 12 years. But, okay. um, bad. so yeah, that's a lot shorter than Jerry Rice, that's for certain. Yeah. Um, so moving from Chris Carter, one uh, Walter, Walter Payton Man of the Year, to another Walter Payton Man of the Year, uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Um, I think he is the ultimate kind of quiet cowboy wide receiver that like just was i mean everyone on earth like i don't know i don't think anyone's ever said anything bad about larry fitzgerald in the media period about anything he ever did yeah he was he was an absolute professional on the field absolute just amazing guy off the field 11 pro bowls two-time reception leader two-time td leader just as good as you can get and uh, he also was a great guy to boot. So I, I feel like he deserves to be on here because um, just he was able to have all of this fame and all of this talent and all of this success and still be just a decent dude, you know? Yeah, no, totally. That's awesome. I love I love Larry Fitz. Um, third up on my on my uh, uh, Mount Rushmore, I wanted to I wanted to go in deep into like a wide receiver that maybe changed the game. Um, and I'm going to do and I'm going with Raymond Berry. Uh, Raymond Berry uh, played with Johnny Unitas and, and they were kind of the first um, big pass catch duo ever in the NFL. Um, they he was known for his spotless route running and his regimens that him and Johnny would run were legendary. Um, and at the time of his retirement. He held all the significant receiving records. So, I mean, he was he was kind of the the Jerry Rice of the first the first era of throwing the ball you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so raymond berry uh super awesome wide receiver for the indianapolis or sorry <laughs> for the baltimore colts um played in some really big games he played in the the greatest game ever played what many people consider the the colts giants game in 1958 uh but raymond berry is my third on my mount rushmore cuz you can't have um, what we have today without Raymond Berry. So my final one, which is going to be probably surprising for you, um, but I felt like he really needed to be on this list because he is a a triple crown receiving winner. So that means he went in one year, single year, he led the league in receptions, touchdowns, and yardage. He did it while um, he did it while accumulating fourteen thousand receiving yards in his career, which is oh. a lot. And he did it while he was five nine. Oh, He's, I think I know who you're talking about. So it's Steve Smith. I I don't think a lot of people when they think of the you know greatest wide receivers of all time, they don't really wouldn't put him up there with him, but up there with them. But I. I have to put him there because he was this uh, 
he showed the world that you don't have to be six two to be just mm. absolutely dominant in the NFL. There. You know, there's a lot of guys who are really good. Deshaun Jackson. Um, uh, nobody's coming to mind because I'm trying to think of them. But there's <laughs> been a lot of guys who have been less than six feet tall and been really good. And but none of them really were as dominant as Steve Smith was uh, during his career. Yeah, so I felt of... like. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I just felt like he needed to be on here because of that. Yeah, I, I think that he was kind of Tyree Kill before Tyree Kill. Agreed. Absolutely. And he was every bit as, well, I guess, you know, I don't know, because we don't have the next gen stats from back then. But um, but I mean, yeah, he probably was just as fast. Oh, he was he was he was a burner. He was yeah. a burner. He would catch everything. He had such a high jump. Um, uh, Vertical elevation. Yeah. Um, but he was off the ball quick. He could run routes great. Very Tyreek Hill. Um, in fact, he was maybe there would be no Tyreek Hill without Steve Smith. So, yep, he was a baller. Well, my final wide receiver is a Steve as well, uh, Steve Largent. Um, I don't think that you can have, um, again, a Mount Rushmore without Steve Largent. He's the first receiver in NFL history with 100 touchdowns. Um, and he was known for catching everything, everything that was thrown his way. Everything um, that uh, Dave Craig threw his way. Um, you know what I mean? Um, everything that um, all those other quarterbacks he played for that weren't great quarterbacks, he caught them. He caught them. He was known for his awesome route running as well. Um, and listen to this. I think this is really interesting. Uh, I found this out. Jerry Rice actually idolized idolized Steve Largent growing up, and that's why he wears number 80. I had no idea, but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. In fact, Jerry Rice, his last year in the NFL, went and played for the Seahawks. Um, and uh, Largent had retired his number. And so he reached out to Steve Largent and asked if he could wear it. Um, and so it was just kind of kind of cool that Jerry Rice got to wear literally the number with the team of the guy that he idolized as a kid. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, totally awesome. So that, that, that's my Mount Rushmore. Um, that's your Mount Rushmore. You know, we'd love to hear what your Mount Rushmore looks like. Uh, you can, again, um, email us at daveandjosh at ismpodcast.com. We'd love to see what your Mount Rushmore of wide receivers looks like. You don't even have to say reasons why. We just would love to see uh, maybe if there's some other ideas that you guys have. Well, Josh, it's time time to open ourselves up and allow our feelings to flow so we're going to break down each of the games and talk about our initial feelings of each game we're not going to go too deep into it we're not going to have giant conversations but we are going to talk about um, our perceptions um, and how we feel about that game Um, so the first game was the falcons on thursday november 10th beat the Panthers, or sorry, the Panthers beat the Falcons 25 to 15. What are your feelings on that game, Josh? I was so bored watching this game. I was so not <laughs> to tell you. I was just like, <laughs> there's so many field goals. It's just, I, I just, I didn't want to watch the game anymore. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, just, I thought, I thought the, the weird thing about the game is that they had Cordell Patterson back, and they didn't run him. 
Like they did not run him. Like I think they could have won that game and they just didn't run him. And Tyler Algier didn't have a good game either. And they're not throwing the Kyle Pitts. Like I, I don't understand this Falcons team. Like at listen, all. Listen, listen, it's not understand them. It starts with the base of we're only going to run the ball, right? Okay. And then we're going to get down. But you know what we're going to do then, Dave? We're going to run the ball. And then and then what we're going to do once the time's almost out and we have we have next to no chance of winning this game, we're going to run the ball more, Dave. That's what we're going to do. Because we lose. Always. Well, and that would be fine and all, except that they ran the ball only 25 times. I know. I actually, in the middle of that, I kind of realized that, like, they actually, that particular game, they didn't run it nearly as much as they normally do. But still. Um, I mean, they still ran it enough. I mean, still half, that's still 50%. But yeah. usually they're at, like, 80%. And uh, they didn't run Cordell Patterson. Like, I don't understand what they were doing. He's literally just so dynamic. Um, and he was back, and they didn't use him. So Panthers yeah, we- beat the Falcons 25-15. to 15. Then the Buccaneers beat the Seahawks 21-16 at home. Um, my initial reaction to this is I can't believe that uh, the Seahawks lost to the Buccaneers. I really thought they were going to win. Yeah, no, I watching this game, it really kind of it kind of showed that like the Seahawks really aren't what their record says they were, kind of. I mean, they're good. Like, Geno Smith is playing great. I mean, Geno Smith still had a good game, dude. He's, he, he did have a good game. He had a 115 like, quarterback rating. But, like, the Buccaneers have been on the struggle bus for, like, right. games and games and games. And and it's not like they lit, lit up the world, but they kept – they were in control, like, the well, whole game. Like, they were they were ready – they were in control of everything that went on. Now, I know that the score says it was close, and yes, it was because of the Seahawks scoring 13 points in the fourth quarter, but it yeah. just it just it felt like the Seahawks were really never in that game. It yeah, really it, and this game took place in Germany. Um, the thing I think the Seahawks do is they run the ball, and then they, everything comes off the run, like play action, all that stuff. And the Buccaneers have a really good run defense, and they shut down Kenneth Walker, man. Like he yeah. averaged 1.7 yards per carry. Yep, absolutely. And I think that was the key to beating them. I, I 100% uh, agree. And and P. Carroll, he's just, he's one of those guys that's going to do that. You know, he's going to try to establish the run no matter what. Yeah. Um, so, just like uh, Arthur Smith of the film. Exactly. Well, let's go ahead and talk about the game of the day. Uh, the Vikings upsetting the Bills. How does that happen? How how do they go into Orchard Park and beat the Bills? Well, um, this I mean, did you watch this game? I, I watched the entire thing twice. The end of it was like the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. Like it's fourth and eighteen, game's over, game's over. There's only like a minute left. It's fourth and eighteen. They have to score a touchdown. Game's over, right? Right. Justin Jefferson makes a Odell Beckham-esque catch. I would it say down it's for... the greatest catch in the history of the NFL. Okay, let's let's calm down. Um, it's better than Odell Beckham's catch. It it is not. And oh my gosh, you got to be kidding me! And they get the first down, and then you're like, oh my gosh, they have four downs, and then it's fourth down, and they're on the goal line, 
and they and they play they play action um pass and they throw it out to De- to Delvin Cook who bobbles it and drops the ball but then there was an offsides penalty so that gave them the ball even closer to the end zone on fourth down again and then Kirk Cousins goes to do the the one thing that every Madden player ever says to do on the goal line and that's QB sneak but he's stuffed so the game's over again right game's over three times Josh Allen forgets to take the ball on the snap goal line (laughs) no I don't know what happened there the Vikings recover the ball in the touchdown area to take the lead and then Josh Allen comes down kicks a field goal um well he doesn't kick the field goal um no, Josh, Josh Allen to get the ball back and they drive the field and then he throws an interception to Patrick Peterson. You're thinking of over overtime. That's overtime. Oh, right. That's overtime. Yeah, no, he, he drives on the field, kick the field goal, go to overtime. Vikings kick a field goal in overtime. Josh Allen drives the field, throws a pick and they're like the five yard line, I think, or no, is on the goal line and um, game over. Like it's, it was the most entertaining ending of a game I've seen in a really long time it was like there was so much that happened i can't even keep it straight you know what i mean like i I just was like oh yeah that was the overtime (laughs) i was like oh my gosh there was so much that happened in that game and the bills were up by 14 points they were up 24 to 10 yeah do yourselves a favor go back go back and watch the last five like i guess the last three minutes of the fourth quarter and and i can't say that kirk cousins won the game He, he had a a 34 qbr he yeah, had no, one touchdown and two interceptions, but so yeah, did Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was the reason they hit, they had to come back for sure. But you know, it's it's just crazy. Um, can't say that I'm can't say that I'm super pissed off about Minnesota winning. They're already going to run away with the the division, so I prefer Green Bay not to yeah, have a shot at terrible. it. So I'm okay right, with this. Good. Yeah, but how do you? All right, so let's be real here what catches better than the one Jefferson did? And it, cause Odell's was great, but it wasn't as good as that one. Okay. So here's, and, and I don't know if, if visually it matters realistically, but Odell's catch has like the perfect, like freeze frame. Like, I can't believe he came down with the ball, the way it looks on his hand right now. Right. Like just Justin Jefferson technically caught the ball with three hands, even though he only had one on it, because the defensive back was trying to catch it too, and he just kind of slid it out of his hands. Okay, and yes, okay. it was it was one catch, or you know, it was one handed at first, but then the d- defensive back got involved. There was three hands involved. It was one of the best catches ever, absolutely. But I just I can't say it's number one. It's more meaningful than uh, that Odell Beckham catch because I think I remember watching that game. I think that was a s- Sunday night game, and um, I don't, I don't think it had any like playoffs implications or anything like that, but mm-hmm. it was just a touchdown. Um, actually, I can't remember. Was that a, no, I, I don't know. think it was, I don't think it was important. The point is, is that although Beckham's is prettier. Yeah. His catch was great. All right. Well, let's, let's move on. Um, Lions bears, um, Lions won 31 to 30. I was there. It was hard to watch. Uh, we were up by 14 points. Um, fields through a pick, pick six. We had a pick that was called back on a phantom call. The ref screwed us all over the place in that game. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, 
Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it is what it is. We lost another game. So now we're number six overall. Uh, so uh, let's keep uh, losing, but losing spectacularly. Yeah, it's <laughs> fun to watch Justin Fields run down the field. Oh, my gosh. If he ever learns, like, how to, like, become an even better, like, like a great passer, he's going to be unstoppable. I agree. He's got to stay healthy now <laughs> to, to, to work himself through that. You know what I mean? Take that period where he's using his legs to, like, learn, and then all of a sudden his mind will catch up with his legs, and then – but he's got to be healthy. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know how many years it's going to take. Um. All right. Broncos lost to the Titans 17-10. Again, Russell Wilson is terrible. Um, totally washed. 22 QBR, man. Yeah. Unbelievable. He's terrible. Um, I, really, I really don't have anything to say about this game. Just the only thing I got to say is Judy got injured. Um, but I think he's going to be back even for this week. Maybe. Um, um, Tannehill uh, played in this game, too. What'd you say? Tannehill played in this game, too. Yeah, Tannehill played, and he played well. He played well. Um, He had 255 yards and two touchdowns, but Derrick Henry wasn't overwhelming. It was just kind of a blah game. Yeah. All right. Uh, This was a fun game. Chiefs beat the Jaguars 27-17 to in Kansas City. Um, The Kansas City really kind of had the game sewn up. Uh, and it was really kind of junk time by the Jacksonville Jaguars. But I'll tell you what, that Jacksonville Jaguars team um, is exciting to watch. Yeah, they started the game off with uh, an onside kick, which is I know. pretty rare. I thought that was the coolest thing. And they got it. And they got it. So that's so fun to watch. <laughs> so they didn't get points off of it. And then I think they got a, a turnover the the next one, and they didn't get points off of that either. That's yeah. That's a problem. But um, yeah, I thought it was it was really fun to watch uh, the Jaguars really try to score a lot of points, and I think Trevor <laughs> Lawrence, uh, Trevor Lawrence, I think is actually starting to take a little bit of a step, a little bit more solid yeah. of, a, of a quarterback. Um, obviously not lights out yet, but still he's well, looking he's looking better. But hey, he was twenty nine for forty, two fifty nine, two touchdowns. Dude, Christian Kirk had a day with one hundred and five yards, nine receptions, and two touchdowns. Um, and and Juju Smith-Schuster got knocked the f out. Yeah, he he did. Like arms out, knocked out. I don't know if you guys have ever seen someone get knocked out in UFC and like their arms go crazy. Yeah, like that's how bad it was. It was actually pretty scary. Yeah, and so he will not be playing this week. <laughs> yep. Especially after the Tua experience. Speaking of the Tua experience, the Dolphins beat the Browns thirty-nine to seventeen behind uh, Tua and his day of 285 yards passing, three touchdowns. Um, and he doesn't really run the ball like the other running quarterbacks do. No, he's just playing good. Yeah, 25 for 32, man. He is on point. They beat them 39-17. Any thoughts on this game? I, th- I think Dolphins have positioned themselves to be one of the teams to beat in the AFC. And... Uh, they they did it by adding Jeff Wilson, and um, hopefully Tua can stay healthy the rest of the year. It's going to be interesting to see what they can do. Well, Nick Chubb, um, just a little side note, he scored his 11th touchdown this year. Um, through nine games, it's a record. I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, 11 touchdowns in nine games. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's 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 killing it right now. Is the record 22 for running back? 
Um, I think it is. Probably. I don't know. I don't remember. We can look that up. Mm-hmm. We can look that up. Um, but yeah, Nick Chubb, he's like the one bright spot. Although if Cleveland can somehow win like t- two more games, they get Deshaun Watson back, which I'm not saying anyone should want Deshaun Watson back, but they will. Um, they might make the playoffs. Oh, I was so wrong. I was so wrong. Ladinian Thompson had 28 touchdowns in a year. Is that counting receiving too? No, that's rushing touchdowns only. 28 rush- Wow, that's right. I, I forgot about that. That was like that huge fantasy year he got. It's ridiculous. 2006. He all may right. have been on my team. I don't remember. Um, all right. Well, the Giants beat the Texans 24-16. The Texans are not very good. Those are my thoughts. Damian Pierce, 94 yards. Um, Davis Mills had 300 yards, but he's not their answer, right? No, no, not at all. Sacred Barkley's a good football player. Yeah, the Giants. The Giants are seven and two. Are they going to win that division over the Cowboys? I don't see why. But I mean, if I mean if the Cowboys, like the Packers, are not a good team, and they lost to them. Because they're not following the Cooper Rush script. You know, that's the problem. The problem is they're trying to put it back on Dak's shoulders to win games. And Dak is not an elite quarterback. I I agree with that statement as well. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. So, maybe, so, I mean, man. So, so you think the Giants will win the division? No, I think the Cowboys should. And if they don't, it's because they just didn't follow the Cooper Rush script. That's it. Wow, I was so confused by what you said then. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but uh okay. Yeah, I don't I don't know if the Giants can hold this up. They played Houston, you know what I mean? Like their their schedule hasn't been super tough. They've won some games that they were shocking, but overall they're I don't know. We'll see what happens this rest of the year. Yeah. Um Steelers beat the Saints 20 to 10. Um they won, which is really exciting. Um it really upsets me a little bit because I had a whole like shtick I wanted to do this week. Like, oh, the Steelers lost to the Saints. You know what they need to do? Put Trubisky in. Mm. But I didn't get to do that. So that's and that's the one per episode. Okay. Next game. <laughs> Biscuits and gravy, bro. All right. So they so they beat the Saints twenty to ten. Um, Andy Dalton's still quarterbacking them. Uh, I think he's going to quarterback again this week. Um, Kamara only had twenty six yards rushing. So the Steelers are starting to put it together a little bit late, but that, in that division, they could still win it. They're in that same division with the Browns. The Bengals aren't really pulling away. So I mean, they have a chance of making the playoffs. I think they're three and six, dude. I'm telling you, if they get better, and Pickett looks better and better every week. Okay, cool. Do you think he looks any better than he has? I thought he did. I just don't. I don't care. <laughs> like he's just—he's a marginal quarterback. He's probably not going to be good. Fair. I don't really see much of a difference now. Okay. Yeah. What about the Najee Harris, Jalen Warren controversy? Who, who do you think should be starting there? I mean, Najee sucks. So, no, Najee's hurt probably. That's what's really going on here. And this particular game, he actually did have a pretty decent outing. Um, I think without his 36-yard scamper, um, he would have had uh, like 19 carries for 60-some-odd yards, which is 
not really getting the job done. Uh, Jalen Warren has been pretty, pretty good, but he's kind of in the same boat, you know, they're, he's good, but I think Najee Harris overall, if he can figure out if he can get healthy, at least that's what we think is going on. You know, they haven't really come out and said he's hurt. Right. Um, but he seems like it. I, this reminds me of the year of when we had Matt Forte on the Bears, and he was just like terrible for some reason. Like his third year of his like career, it's not like he was like on the downturn yet, and he mm-hmm. was terrible. We had no idea what was going on. It turns out he had like a, a slightly messed up uh, knee all year. So mm, you know, that's fair. you know, when you can't cut um, confidently, you just you're not going to be the same runner. So that could be what's going on. But we'll see. Okay. Uh, the Colts uh, beat the Raiders 25-20. Like we said, Jeff Saturday got his first win in his first game um, over the Raiders. Uh, he brought Matt Ryan back into quarterback, and uh, Jonathan Taylor had his best game of the year, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, it's been a pretty terrible year for him, mostly because of injury, but also ineffectiveness. Um, he had 147 yards rushing, and he was really good. Um they're four and five. Yeah, I mean, you normally when you get a new coach, you have a usually win the next week. That's actually pretty. Um, is that even? I don't even know if that's a thing. I feel like that's what people say. But um, <laughs> if this was their upturn and they just barely beat a two and seven Raiders or two and six Raiders team, then they have some troubling times ahead. That's yeah, all I got that's to say. fair. I keep forgetting the Raiders are so bad. You know They're what I mean? Like so bad. I just thought they were going to be so good this year, and they just weren't. It's just wild. Um, Packers, again, beat the Cowboys 31-28, came back from 14 points in the fourth quarter uh, to win the game in overtime. Um, Yeah, any thoughts on um, that? I think we talked a lot about that already. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I got nothing else to say. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, Cowboys this week, though, are playing the Vikings. Who do you think is going to win that one? They, They lost to the Packers. And now they're going to play the Vikings. I mean, they, like, if everything, if the, the NFL wasn't crazy, they should get murdered by the Vikings. But for some reason, I think they're going to beat them. That's what I picked, too. Like, yeah, I'll send you my picks uh, tomorrow, but I, I have them winning as well. Um, I don't know why, though. It doesn't make any sense. Like, mm. um, there's nobody on the Packers who has a, who's who's like Jefferson. There's no one on the pack. Well, I guess you could say that Aaron, Aaron, uh, What's his name? The running back. Aaron Jones. Yeah. Aaron Jones is, is, you know, the same is similar to Dalvin cook, but there's nothing to say that the Vikings shouldn't beat them. But I feel like Kirk cousins is going to have one of those Kirk cousins games. Mm. Um, And I think Michael Parsons is going to be all over them. The Cardinals beat the Rams 27, 17. Uh, behind, I think, did they have a backup quarterback playing in that game? I think they did. Yeah, they had Colt McCoy starting for the Cardinals, and uh, Mr. Wolford was starting for the Rams. I feel like he's like that kind of a name, that kind of a last name. It's always Mr. Wolford. Like, you don't say like it's first name. It's Mr. Wolford. Yeah, all right. Sounds like you're, sounds like you're like history teacher. Um, but main, main thing that happened in this game was, uh, uh, Cooper Cup got hurt, so the tears of all the fantasy players and the nation are filling the rivers. <laughs> I know. And I just traded you Cooper cup. Uh, yeah. Thanks for reminding me. You know what though? That, that, that makes us even now after your whole 
uh, Cole Komet thing. Your your Cole Komet where you told me not to pick him up, and now and he's tearing it up. Okay, yeah, you're right. Where it's even. Right? Yeah, it's really. You know what? A tight end who's not going to really do much the rest of the year probably. Or <laughs> 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 even. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and I didn't tell you not to pick him up. I just said I wouldn't waste my waiver one priority. So let's get our facts straight here. Also, did you realize that my superpowers uh, turned in this week uh, with this game? What do you mean? Remember last week I said how when my, I have superpowers, anything I say, the opposite happens. AJ oh, yeah. Green played 82% of snaps and caught a touchdown. I know. I saw that. I was after I put him, same thing. Wait, after I put him just, in the fantasy football funeral. I know. Didn't we just have a funeral for him? <laughs> so. So, uh yeah. Take notes, everyone. Take notes. Yeah, whatever Josh says, <laughs> do the opposite. <laughs> All right. Uh, 49ers beat the Chargers Sunday night. I watched it while I was driving home from Chicago. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I didn't catch a lot of this game either. <laughs> so. No, I did. I, I watched the whole thing while I was driving home from Chicago. <laughs> oh, that's safe. <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Um, <laughs> I don't encourage any of our listeners. Don't text to and drive. Dave's like, F it. Hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't texting. <laughs> anyway, so the, <laughs> the 49ers won 22 to 16. Uh, Justin Herbert looked pretty good, uh, but they're just so injured. Like, I can't expect them to win games. You you can't San, uh, Los Angeles can't expect them to win games without players. Keenan Allen's out. Mike Williams was out. Like Gerald Everett got injured. Uh, Joey Bosa's out. You know what I mean? Like another defensive lineman went out. Like another offensive lineman. It's it's just wild. Yeah, they do have a ton of injuries over there. Forty um, Niners. Uh, Eli Mitchell out carried McCaffrey in this game. What's the point of getting like the best running back in the league if you're going to just split time with like a totally average to below average running back? What's the point of it? Or is or is Mitchell a great running back in hiding? The answer to that question is no. Okay. All right. Well, I thought I'd throw it out there. If if Eli Mitchell's out there though, though go pick him up, put him on your fantasy team. Cuz yeah. CMC yeah. could get injured tomorrow. <laughs> but Eli I mean, Mitchell can get injured tomorrow, too. He's got to look the same way. Like he, I think he's played. That's so true. He gets injured all the time. He's played like seven games, I think, in his career. I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> They're both going to get injured by running into each other. <laughs> Dude, it's the SF running backs. Look at look at Jeff Wilson and Ricky Mostert. They're staying on the field. They've been right. there. They're, 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 they're with out there. The 49ers, they were always injured. Right. Exactly. What's going on in SF, dude? Their, their strength and conditioning coach sucks. It's. You got like Tanya Hardy running out in the middle of the field, just. <laughs> Tanya Hardy. I don't, I don't, where did that come from? <laughs> I have no idea, but that's funny. I don't care who you are. That's funny. All right. Final game of the week was Monday night. Commanders beat the Eagles 32 to 31. Or 32 to 21. I don't know where I got 31. 32 to 21. And it was, I thought it was a really exciting game. Yeah, I mean, it was like I—I I think we were just saying this the other day, like our last last episode, where like you know, like the NFL is 
they're even like they're most teams are are pretty close and and Philadelphia you know they look to be to have what it takes to you know to play clean games and this was you know this was not Jalen Hurts fault Jalen Hurts did his best <laughs> but people dropped the ball they fumbled the ball right. they they yeah this it just wasn't when I mean, he he, it, threw, he threw an egregious interception too that's true um yeah the, no yeah actually you're right but still i mean there's so many miscues for it. i think there's the turnover fight was like plus four for washington i think um, uh the turnovers were 42 yeah Phil, oh, 42, okay. plus two for washington plus two. yeah i mean that's that's never good also washington did a really good job of just killing the clock just they did getting they up did and killing the clock just, yeah like the eagles only had like five plays in the first half is that right like or the second quarter maybe it was the second the, quarter. it was like five plays in the second quarter like it was yeah. crazy like oh my gosh they just murdered the clock it was great it was actually pretty fun to watch it was a really solid um kind of tactics game uh from washington what do you think about that roughing the passer at the end of the game uh, you know what? I, I did not catch that. I kind of, I kind of watched the, the first half and then kind of caught up on. Okay. Uh, All know, right. Well, there's this play where, uh, Heineke gets the ball pass. and he's, he, he's, he's kind of doing a little bit of a bootleg, going to throw it, but doesn't see anyone open. And there's only like a minute 50 left in the game and he just takes a knee. All right. And the Eagles defenders happen to be near him. But oh, oh I did see this. Oh my gosh. I'm an idiot. Of course I saw and this. And they kind of like went into him but it wasn't a hard hit there was no animosity you know what i mean no um, you, that, that that was a rough in the passer call that was 100 percent. the guy literally okay. turned he adjusted his momentum to make sure he hit heineke after heineke was already on the ground like it's absolutely sure. great like it is absolutely a rough in the passer now it wasn't egregious i'm not saying that no, he wanted it was definitely to not take egregious. his head off but he had time to not touch that quarterback and right. he purposefully moved his body into the direction when that happens it's a it's rough and passer you know yeah no and i agree with you i agree with you uh the the guy i work with joel he was arguing that it it wasn't roughing the passer i was like dude he had a full second you could see his momentum like you could see heineke with his knee on the ground and dude running in a completely different direction before he turns yeah right and then goes (laughs) and falls on him like it's it's it was pretty dumb because the eagles may have pulled it out you know what I mean? They, yep. they may have pulled out because it was only 20. It was 26 to 21. Yeah, it was 26 to 21. They would have gotten the ball back with about two, about a minute 30 left. Um, But that sealed up the game. Yep. So kudos to that Eagles player. Well, Josh, that was our feelings about each game. Um, Let's go ahead. Let's jump into some fantasy football depression. Although this week. Dude, I've won three games out of four weeks. I'm on my way. And I'm and I'm set up too. Like, I feel really good. Like Lamar Jackson, Joe Mixon. This is how everyone feels just before they get I know, right? three times in a row. <laughs> you know what? I should stop being happy because that seems to be when my team plays better. When I'm just sad. <laughs> when you're like, well, here comes the next loss. Oh, here we go. Right, exactly. So let's get into some fantasy football depression. Um, I won this week. Uh, you won this week, I think, right? Yeah. 
and now we play each other. Yeah, but we do not have our wide receivers that we had in the trade. I know. I thought. I think that's really funny that none, so, neither of us can play any of the wide receivers that we traded for. Yeah, we uh, just for you, just for your not your knowledge. Uh, we traded. I traded Jalen Waddle and DK Metcalf for Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. So Cooper Cup is injured now, and Jalen Waddle and DK Metcalf are on bye together. <laughs> no, I didn't so. even know that. And my third wide receiver is on bye, so I'm like bottom of the barrel this week. Yeah, it really stinks that I'm gonna like dash your playoffs hopes this week. I know it really does stink that Sorry, I'm bud. going to beat you down, and you're gonna drop from the third seed to the ninth. It's not it even possible. It's not even happen. numerically possible, Dave. What are you talking it's about? It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, who is your fantasy football star this week, my my friend? Justin Fields, of course. Of course. Two weeks in a row, right? He's my quarterback. I picked him up, and he's killing it for me. Of course, he's going to be my superstar. Yep. Fantasy football su- superstar this week for me, Justin Jefferson, man. He was the difference in that game. If yeah, he didn't catch that ball, that game was over. Just 10 receptions, 193 yards, one touchdown, um, but that and one insanely ridiculous catch. If you didn't watch it, if you didn't see it, get NFL Game Pass, watch it, um, go to YouTube, find it. Um, I'm sure it's uh, um, trending on Twitter, um, and that's all the stuff I know about social media right there. There we go. Who's your fantasy football bust? AJ Brown. Now, one catch. Yeah, and people like I, I people will probably needed two points that like that night from him to win. They're probably <laughs> like they're going in. They're like, oh yeah, I'm winning today. <laughs> and then they sat there and stared at one point seven for almost like forty five game time minutes. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, that is so funny. Did, who had AJ Brown in our league? I don't know. I want to know like. Did they lose because of that? Because that would be hilarious. I don't think they lost. I think I think I know who has them, and I'm pretty sure they still won. But Ugh, um, what a jerk! That makes no sense. I know. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I can't even find him on a team. It's. Oh wait, hold on. It's because they switched him, probably. Okay. Oh, there we go. All right. Um. Yeah, he won. He won. Yeah, they did. Dang it! I don't know why it makes me mad, but it does. (laughs) I think it's because I've been screwed all year. Like, it'd be nice if someone else got screwed for once. You just want to watch somebody else be miserable. Exactly. It's fantasy football depression for a reason, dude. Misery loves company. Exactly. Um, my fantasy football bust is Cordell Patterson. Man, he came back, and everyone was like, "He's gonna rock it." They're playing the Panthers. It's gonna be great. He scores three points. Yeah. Five carries, 18 yards, one measly catch. Yeah. That head coach of the Falcons, Arthur Smith, is that right? That is correct. I don't know what he's doing up there. It's wild. I guess um, they run the ball. I know. They run the ball. Except that they didn't. So I know, right? Actually, that game they really didn't. I know, right? He's like, this week we're going to pass. With Mariota. <laughs> you know what's crazy, though? I think the Carolina had, like, an insane amount of rushing attempts, actually. Yeah. Dude, Which is how ironic. you calling yeah. me on Thursday and saying, hey, dude, like, who do I play, Michael Pittman or uh, Deontay? Uh, Foreman. Foreman. And uh, 
and I'm like, oh, Michael Pittman. And then, <laughs> and then, and then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, they don't. No, I wouldn't play him actually with Jeff Saturday coaching. Play Foreman. And you're like, yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Plays Foreman and he just goes off for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, my fantasy football pickup this week. If you got him, great. If he's out there, pick him up. You just don't know what can happen. Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup's injured. Who are they going to throw to? It could be Allen Robinson. I'm not. This is not a guarantee that Allen Robinson is going to be the greatest thing since Swiss cheese. Okay, which I don't even like Swiss cheese that much cold, but I do like it warm, melted on some roast beef. But <laughs> among other things that nobody cares about, <laughs> you, should pick up, Robinson... you should pick up Rondale Moore um, if he's out there. He's oh, only he's rostered. On the he's only rostered and like thinking like twenty five percent of leagues right now. So only twenty five. Yeah, but the problem with that is, and after I put this on there and, and committed to it, I was kind of like, oh well, Marquise Brown actually is might be returning to practice too soon, so he might not be very worth it. But I think he's a good play. He's pretty solid. Yeah. Well, we'll find out this week because I have Ron Moore and Allen Robinson playing. Um, but what do you think about the Allen Robinson pick? I I I honestly think that that it's it's I would say he would make the most sense if mm-hmm. NFL made any sense at all. Fair. Like for some reason I think it's going to be like this Kyron Williams running back that's going to be like he's going to have like 20 receptions next week and like Higby's going to have like 35. Um Yeah, but, I know. I I I'm already thinking that. I saw you picked up Cortland Sutton. I did, but it's I mean, to be completely frank, I'm actually just hanging on to him to pick up somebody else in a couple days. So. Oh, weird. Okay, cool. All right. Who is your fantasy football drop? Uh, AJ Dillon. Just get rid of him. Get rid of him. He's terrible. Terrible for fantasy. He's a good football player. He he passes the eye test. But Yeah, my fantasy football uh, drop is also a running back. Khalil Herbert. He's going to be out for four weeks. We'll be in the playoffs by that time. He's going to come back. He's not going to be worth starting, though. So, Khalil Herbert. Cool. Yeah, that's fantasy football depression. But I feel a little better. You know, I always feel a little bit better after we uh, kind of flesh this stuff out. Josh, um, what's your question of the week that if I knew this, I would be a nerd? So, um, talking about um, receivers today, I wanted to... I did a little delve into people who have had a lot of touchdowns in a single game. And there are three guys that have had five touchdowns in one game. Um, Most notably, um, Kellen Winslow and Jerry Rice. There are tons and tons of guys who have had four TDs in one game. Two Chicago Bears have. One of them is Harlan Hill, and he did it in 1954. Can you name the other Chicago Bear to have four TD receiving touchdowns in one game? Mitch Trubisky. No? Josh? Sorry, I was just mim- I was just letting you know what it what it would sound like if I hung up on you. <laughs> Um, well, I would say that, uh, well, actually Mitch Trubisky did have a game like that where he scored five touchdowns, um, but these are receiving touchdowns, David. I know, I know. I know. All right. Um, 
four receiving touchdowns for the Bears. And that's one too many Trubisky references in this episode. <laughs> Which, we agreed to the wad. We agreed to the wad. <laughs> um, Jeff Graham? No. Um, Alshon Jeffrey? No. Is it a tight end or a wide receiver? It is a tight end. Greg Olson? No. Mike Dicka? Yes. Wow. So th- we haven't had someone score four touchdowns as a wide receiver since 1963. 60-something? 63, yep. 63? Yep. Wow. That was uh, um, Buckus and Gail Sayers' rookie year. Oh, yeah. That was a really good team. That was well, it wasn't a great team. We didn't go do anything, but we had a great talent. Yeah, I agree with great that. Great talent on team, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. That was a that's a deep that's a deep cut question, Josh. That was a good one. So that was if you knew that, that was our uh if you know this, you're a nerd question of the week. Um, Josh, uh it is November sixteenth. It's time to wish somebody a happy birthday. Today, on November 16th, happy birthday, O.C. Yumanura. He was a Troy University a gra- uh, student. He, was gra- he uh, got drafted in the second round by the Giants, and he went to a Pro Bowl his rookie year. I don't know if you remember him, um, but he went to a Pro Bowl his rookie year, and he was second in the league in sacks his rookie year <laughs> with 14 and a half sacks. He even had a game where he scored, where he had six sacks in a game in 2007. He retired with 85 sacks and won a Super Bowl with the Giants. Um, Josh, any thoughts on O.C. Uminyora? Not really. He's uh, it's a great player. Uh, I think he was a really good player. Yeah, almost 100 sacks fierce. in his career or something like that. 80... 85. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, great player. Played all along with. Um, well, I think he was on the tail end of Michael Strahan's career, right? Um, when you played with him, like that first Super Bowl. That Michael yeah, Strahan maybe. I don't remember when Strahan retired. I can't remember either. But yeah, he was a part of a pretty decent um, Giants defensive club uh, back in those early uh, early to mid-aughts. Yeah, and then he, then he won that Super Bowl in 08. And I think he only had one more year with the Giants after that. But today is November 16th. Happy birthday. All right, Josh. Well, let's go ahead. Um, we don't have any hub controversy. Hub Arkish is still recovering. Um, our thoughts and prayers are always with him. Um, let's talk about some other sports real quick. Um, this week, um, baseball. Wait, hold, 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 hold. Um, we, um, I wanted to mention really quick about the playoffs coming up. So as David stated, um, he is still in the hunt. So he is very much trying to pick up every player he can that will score him the most points every week to get everyone he can. However, if you're in the opposite position, um, make sure to be getting your backup running backs, your insurance backs, um, your, your defenses that you need start lining these guys up because if you got enough wins to get into the playoffs, then you really should be looking forward. Um, however, if you aren't in that situation, much like David, make sure that you're doing everything you can to win this week. Don't don't get bogged down with tomorrow. Today is more important. Yeah, like I thought about that today. I was gonna drop someone to pick up another defense, and then I was like, I may need this player. <laughs> right. 
So I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do that right now. Uh, so hopefully I can get into the playoffs by a win with a win this week. Um, we'll see. Um, well, Josh, uh, in all your selfishness, as always, um, you have used all our time. And so we have no more time for any sports talk. So you'll have to wait till next week to hear about the ping pong championships. But until then, stay cynical. Bye.